we're going to jump in today. I found them. There we go. And we're going to, I've been loving going through verse by verse with all of you. And uh, if you haven't yet been part of the series, we have two other, we have two other sermons we've done so far. Uh, and so go online, take a look at those. They're on the website. But uh, we're jumping in here. The Sermon on the Mount is not about how to get into heaven, right? We see this sermon from uh, that Jesus speaks on the side of this, this hillside with the fall, these people are following him around. He's like, okay, we've got lots of people here. We're gonna, I'm going to preach, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So we're going to end it with, with 7. It's about how those who are going to heaven should act. A lot of these things throughout this, this series is talking about how should we act as believers. And a lot of, we, we see all sorts of ways that we should act on TV, on Facebook. But Jesus is saying, this is how you should act. And it's very different from what the world says. Maybe we see something, we're like, oh, well, that, that looks okay. But God's like, no, no, I've got better for you. I have a better way for you to act. Jesus came uh, to not take over. He came to serve. He did. You know, the, I, it's crazy. The, the disciples thought, well, Jesus is going to come. And we're going to have a military, and he's going to take over. No, he came to take over our heart. Right? And so these are the types of things that, that I love talking about. If you're on your way to heaven, we, we need to listen to this today. I'm going to talk about one of the Probably one of the most famous things in the Bible, one of them, that a lot of people have heard before. But one of the, kind of the hardest thing to do. It's kind of simple, kind of if you just read the scripture, and we're just doing one verse today. But it's really hard to do. Everybody say the golden rule. We've all heard of this golden rule, haven't we? Right? It's the gold standard. Let's read this uh, you, you want to help me read this out loud? Matthew 7, verse 12 says this. Ready? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and your faithfulness. I pray that you would speak loud to us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, listen, this is the golden rule. We've all heard of it, right? Do to others as you would have them do to you. Isn't that very difficult to do? Can I tell you a little story about this week when I failed at doing this? It was Monday. We, uh, we had planned this, um, this appointment for Emma on Monday, and it took me about 40 minutes or so on Friday to book the appointment. Went on my phone, tried to book it there because they said you have to do it on, the, on your phone. I went on the computer, tried to do it there. Listen, I know, some, I know how to use technology, okay? This thing was not working, so I called them up on the phone. And I waited on hold for a few, for a little while, right? So I was already irritated. So I, I, I finally get the gentleman on the phone. He was really kind to me. He said, listen, sir, I will fill it out for you. I'm like, thank you. So he filled it out for me. I get the email, 10 a.m. Monday morning, right? So if you know, you know, it's summertime and, and my daughter was going to do a camp at the church by our house at where she goes to school. And 
on Monday, we're like, well, you can't go until after this appointment. Tara and I both had to attend. So we went to this appointment, and we get there about 10 to 10. I like getting places early. Anybody with me on that one? Right? Just in case. Just to say, in case they didn't tell you everything. So we get there. Tara gets the paperwork. She's filling it out. About 10 o'clock, she goes back to the desk. The place was a ghost town. There was nobody around, like, other than, like, one person. Okay, our appointment was at 10 o'clock. So already the lady wasn't very nice, okay, to my wife. That's not a good plan. And so Tara goes up, and, and the lady's like, hey, where's your photocopies of X, Y, and Z? And Tara said, um, I didn't know we needed to have those. Well, you, you should. And so she kind of gave Tara a hard time again. So, she, so I came over. <laughs> I said, ma'am, um, we'll be right back. We'll, bring the, we'll, we'll go make some photocopies. There's a place like two minutes from here. We'll go make some photocopies. We'll be right back. I said, we'll be back about 10 after 10. Okay? So, sorry, if you miss this 10 o'clock appointment, you can't, you can't have another appointment today. You have to go online and make it again. I said, okay, well, I'll make it for 10-10 then. So I'm going on my phone. She said, you can't make it. It won't allow you to make it until the next day. So I said, well, you mind having some grace? My daughter, she has camp tomorrow. Uh, she took off camp today just to come here. No, you can't. I said, are you really, I said, are you really busy? I kind of looked around. And I started getting irritated, and I started not being overly nice. I kind of started being like the lady. I said, well, you can't have grace, right? I said, we, we, we got here early. We didn't know. We'll be right back. And then I asked a, a really specific question. I said, is there anybody coming in for the same appointment today? No, there's no one else who's made the appointment today to do this. I mean, so I said, I asked one more time, I said, can, can you have some grace? Can we come back? No, we, she literally said, we don't have grace here. I said, that's great. Can I talk to your boss? I am the boss. So I looked at her, the two people working there. I said, would you, if I came back in five minutes, would you guys be able to do my paperwork? She said, you can't talk to them. I'm the boss. I tell them what to do, and we don't have grace. I said, rude. I didn't treat her the way I wanted to be treated, although it was pretty unfair. So guess what? I learned, you know, Emma was there. I learned. I said, you know what? I need to, even though someone is treating me that way, I, I need to treat people the way I want to be treated. So obviously the next day as I started studying this, God's like, hey, did you treat the lady how you? I said, but God, she was unfair. She had no grace. She even said she had no grace. He said it doesn't matter. Look at Jesus' life. To conclude, I went to another office where her boss was, and he did the paperwork on the spot. He said, I don't know what happened, but she didn't like you, I guess. But it's important. Look, let's look at this one more time. Matthew 7, 12. Look, Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. 
Jesus doesn't put like a caveat here. He doesn't say, well, but if they have no grace, it's okay. You have a past. No, no. He's just saying, do to others what you would have them do to you. It's important that it's noted here that Jesus doesn't give any passes for us. Right? If we look at his life, we see how amazing he was to people. He only really gave religious people a hard time. Because he's like, you all should have known better. You should do better. So I'm just going to go through four things today. And the first one is the golden rule. We're going to talk a little bit about what this principle really means. You know, the principle, when Jesus spoke this, was not brand new. He just took something that a Jewish scholar that people would have heard in their day, and he flipped it. Don't you love it when Jesus takes something that we know and he just switches it around on us, right? He just flipped it. You know, there was first a rabbi who said this in his writings, not too far before when Jesus said this, is what is hateful to you, do not do to anyone else. This is the whole law. So there was this rabbi, this teacher, about 20, it was about 20 BC, who said that. It's kind of like the negative version of what Jesus said, right? It's kind of like the rabbi was saying, just do the speed limit. Do the bare minimum. Jesus is calling us to do the speed limit, but also if we see someone on the side of the road that needs help, and we feel safe, of course, help them. Jesus is saying, do what you would have someone do to you. The, the rabbi was kind of more of like the negative side of it. Just, you know, don't do anything evil to somebody. Jesus is like, no, no, go above and beyond. Do, do more than what is asked of you. Jesus' part was different. If I'm driving down the road and I see someone stranded, you know, the rabbi would say more like, don't steal anybody's ice cream. Jesus saying, buy someone an ice cream. Bless your neighbor. Do something that's, that you would want. Right, Shannon? <laughs> that guy likes ice cream. So the, the golden rule, we've heard this since we were kids, right? Our parents would say it. Our grandparents would say it. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Number two. Number two. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. Matthew 5, this is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, 41 to 42 says this. If anyone forces you to go one mile, if anyone forces you to put a mask on, sorry, go with them two miles. Put two masks on. I'm sorry. Verse 42. Give to one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. I just add the mask thing on. That's not theologically correct. But Jesus is saying, listen, in the world you're going to have things go on. But as a Christ follower, you're going to do to others as you would have them do to you. And you're going to go above and beyond the call of duty. You're going to go the extra mile to do the right thing. 
even if it's har- not that it harms you physically, but even if it like is annoying, <laughs> right? Even if it's frustrating to do so, Jesus is calling us to go the extra mile, right? He's calling us to go further to be a blessing, to show people, I am, I am not just here, I'm going to go here, and I'm going to do this for you. Because I love you, but I also want that to be done for me too, Right? You know, God is calling us to go the extra mile to serve everybody. You know, Paul says, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. You know? It's important that we see our world the way Jesus sees it. You know, I I think of the story of the Good Samaritan, and we've talked about the story many times, and there's this person come to Jesus. He's like, hey, what's, what should I do to, to inherit eternal life? He tells him all these things. And, and then he also says, love your neighbor. He's like, well, how do I do that? Like, can I get a list? Like, can I get some check boxes so I know how to love my neighbor? And then Jesus told this story of this good Samaritan. Listen, Samaritans and Jews did not get along. They were from different cultures, different backgrounds. Jews kind of had a little bit of a higher than thou, you know, type of thing going on, some of them. And so Jesus said, he told this story of this guy who gets beaten up, right? And the, these people came along, even a priest came along and kind of went along the side and was like, oh, okay, well, good luck. All these people came along, and then a Samaritan came and went above and beyond the call of duty, Right? He took him to an inn. He put him on his whore. He, 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 uh, he fixed his wounds. And then, guess what? At the end of it, he's like, here's some, here's some more money, right? I can just see, like, coins. Like, come on. Here's some more money just in case he needs more help. That's what God is calling Christ's followers to do. Listen, it's easy to do the bare minimum. It's hard to go the extra mile. But imagine what kind of testimony we will have when we do that. The Bible says it's like heaping coals on somebody. When you, when you love them, you go above and beyond the call. And that's what God's calling us to do. Right now, right, maybe you find it's hard to do that. You know, a lot of people are like, they're taking away our freedom. They're doing, they're, listen, maybe get off Facebook and stop watching the news for a couple days. I told Tara, she's like, wow, what's our world come to? And I said, yes, there's issues, right? We can all say there's lots of issues. But I said, when did this week physically did you come into contact with issues other than that mean lady? <laughs> She's like, no, none really. I went to this place. They were really kind. I went over here. They tried to hug me, you know. Um, I want to I look at it this way just for, I want to pause this for a minute. And uh, maybe Tara's out. Um, Jacob, we've been hanging out anyway, so come on up for a minute. I, wanna, I want Christians, I want us to look at it this way. And I was talking to my dad last night, and he had a good thought. Imagine we're in this large parking lot, okay? And there's a blind person in this parking lot, all right? You're blind for a little bit, okay? So you're going to show, like, how would you get around in a parking lot if you're blind? You're going to kind of 
It's like try to like look, right? Okay? All right, thank you. That's perfect. Right there, like that for a minute. You're in a parking lot, and I can see clearly, right? I can see what he's going to run into. I can see which way he should go. Am I going to yell from the other side of the parking lot at Jacob? I can't believe you ran into that car. What are, you, what are you doing? You fell. You tripped on the thing over there. You ran into the cart. That's what Christians are doing right now to blind people, spiritually blind people. We're yelling at people that don't even know where they're going. And we're yelling from the other side of the parking lot. They don't know where they're going. Guess what I would want to be done to me if I was a blind person? I'd want someone to come over, open my eyes, take me by the hand, and walk me through the parking lot, put a flashlight in my hand, right? Hey, I've got the light. I can take you through the parking lot. I've been there before. Church, let's not yell from the other side of the parking lot. Let's do unto others what we would want them to do for us if we were blind. Let's give Jacob a big round of applause. Isn't that a great visual for us as Christians? We're not called to yell at people. We're called to get them a light, to help open their eyes, to introduce them to Jesus. It's harder to do that, though, isn't it? than just kind of throw some words on Facebook or yell at somebody or give someone a hard time. It's, that's, that one's easy. The hard work is taking them by the hand. We'll uh, sanitize, right? All right, number three. Love takes the first step. You know, I love, uh, I love this quote by JFK. Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. I feel like a lot of times in our culture, we're just waiting for someone else to do something for us. And they're like, oh, well, if they do it for me, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll, I'll do it for them. But I want them to cross the line first because we'll, we'll kind of see. We'll kind of we'll meet at the line and, and figure it out from there. No, Jesus is saying, we need to love first. We need to cross over the line first. We need to serve first. We need to give hope first. We need to open up our pocketbooks, as we call it, the wallet, our debit card, whatever it is, and give first. You know, people sit around and say, I wish people would reach out to me. I wish that people would take time with me, but let's flip it like Jesus did and say, am I spending time with others? Am I calling them up? Am I sending them a prayer or a scripture? Am I doing what I would love someone to do for me? I believe if we love first, if we go the extra mile, if we use the golden rule, then we'll have so many blessings that we won't know what to do with them. That we'll have so many people who who like, oh, wow. But you know what? There's still going to be people that they might not do that for you ever. That's okay. 
because we don't have to worry about the results. We just worry about what we do. Oh, I can't believe they didn't say thank you. It doesn't matter. I can't believe they had no grace at that place. It doesn't matter because I did. I had grace. And I am responsible for what I do, not what they do. Want to have friends? Be friendly. Want to receive grace? Share grace. You know, God cares about how we treat people. And I am preaching to the choir. God cares about it. He cares he created all of us. And what's amazing is we're all equal, right? And so if we're all equal, then I'm just as important as you are. You're just as important as the person sitting beside you. God cares for each of us. Friends, family, even enemies, right? It says pray for your enemies. We should not do to others what we would not want done to us. Imagine in marriage, right? A marriage is like this connection where you're there all the time, right? We, uh, we moved from like 20... I don't know, 2,800 square feet house to about an 850 square foot house on purpose, okay? And we're closer now. And it's awesome. Most of the time. But imagine in marriage if we always did unto that other, our spouse, what we would have them do for us then wow, wouldn't we have an awesome marriage? We would, right? But a lot of times we get in and we're like, well, they don't do this, so I'm not going to bother until they start. Someone's got to start, people. Someone's got to start it. Someone's got to walk across the line. Someone's got to love first. Someone's got to do the dishes first. Someone's got to take out the trash without being asked. I'm preaching today. Because guess what happens? We get to a stalemate. You know what that is? In, in, I used to play chess. It's fun. No. It's fun. But guess what? No one wins. A stalemate means it's a draw. No one wins. God wants us to win in our marriage. He wants to win in our relationships. He wants to win with our kids, with our grandkids, with our parents. So love first. We take the greatest example of all time, and that's Jesus, that he first loved us. And he came down. He stepped outside of, listen, how are we going to get to heaven? There was no way. Like, how, like, I don't know the way to heaven until I found out about what Jesus did on the cross. So he had to change. So that brings us to the last one today. If uh, Jacob wants to come, it says, Number four, the golden example. Everybody say the golden example. The golden example. Aren't our kids awesome today? Thank you all for bringing kids. And I know it's a little bit of a different time right now. But our kids are doing great. I'm proud of you guys. Give your kid a little bit of an elbow. Say you're awesome today. You're doing good. The golden example. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard to treat some people 
like Monday, the way I want to be treated. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? It's hard. But God is calling us to do it. Maybe you have that person at your work that's just like, where you get wrinkles now because of that person. But you know what? I believe you'd have a much greater experience in life and that person would see Jesus in you if you did to them as you would want to be done to you. It's, I'm, I'm honest today, it's, it's hard. But we see the golden rule perfectly through our Heavenly Father, through Jesus, and through the Spirit, don't we? You know what's awesome about God is He does everything to show us how to do it. Listen, Jesus went to the cross, He was beaten before He went to the cross. Did you see Him retaliate? What's that? Exactly, pray for Him. Jesus is the gold standard. Jesus never asks us to do something that He won't do Himself. God gave first. He gave His Son. He promises first. He keeps His promise. Let's stand before we go. It says in 1 John 4.19. Look at this. 1 John 4.19. We love because He first loved us. First. He did it first. He's the example. So close your eyes for a moment. I want to challenge you today. Keep reading Matthew 5, 6, 7. And just say, Lord, bring to my remembrance when I'm in that situation. Let me to help me to be proactive in what I do. Help me to, to see the world the way you see the world. Help me to bless people. Help me to do to others as you as I would want them to do to me. Help me be a blessing. Help me to be part of changing the world. Help me to give people a flashlight, to give them the light, to help their eyes be opened. Let me grab their hand and lead them to you. In Jesus' name, the church said, amen. Come on, let's give it up. Let's show our praise with our hands and our voices. Amen.